This is how it's going to start. Welcome inside. Take off your shoes and just lay down on the fucking carpet, dumbass. Yeah, no problem. Okay, 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 okay. As long as you let me in here, welcome to it. It's live to tape. It's live to tap. It's the portable uh, extra station antenna that's still there, even though you thought it was gone a long time ago. Here we are in that special place you like to bury your face. It's called live to tape, the executive buffet, also known as daddy's big red truck. It's a big fucking just gnarly ass red truck. It's got some beefy tires on there. They're chunky. They're older. These are older tires, but they, you know, they've been used, so they just, they grab. They freaking grab, okay? That's where you are right now. If you need to um, engage further with extra stuff, it's patreon.com slash live to tape. That's patreon.com slash live here we, are. here we are. Great episode here for you today. Great episode for you. You know you want to put this one on the fucking speakers for your dad, okay? Make sure your dad listens to this podcast on really old, nice speakers in a coffee shop that you guys set up in your garage over COVID that's still doing great because it turns out when people are passionate about a project and they project that onto people who are, you know, the public, it works out. Sometimes it's hard to find other people to employ in that passion project, but you know what? It's always good to kick it to the top with a boot. This is Live to Tape with the Tab. I've already said that a thousand times before. We'll listen to my favorite new loop of all time. This is uh, a song you may recognize from that band, Squeeze. This is Cool for Cats. A song I listen to probably about hmm, 12 times in a row while walking around in the airport about uh, a week ago. That's right, baby. I'm back. We're back. I'm back. You're back. Who's back? Time to stop the slack. This is a great episode of the podcast. I have one of my favorite people ever. We didn't even talk about how we first met. I don't think so. I mean, we knew each other from comedy and stuff, how every comedian knows each other. But we had a really cool crazy experience once at this comedy festival in Canada that got rained out from like a hundred year flood but either way he's the best he's the greatest he's the funniest guy I love his uh, new comedy special you gotta check it out here he is on live to tape it's A.M.P.
Are you Good. recording? Yeah, I just figured I'd start. We can okay. always slow it down. That's cool. What if I stood the entire... You sat and I stood just like this? Is your uh, stand-up special that I comment on? This this kind of feels like right now like um, I'm like DJing at like a at like a 15 year old's birthday. Yeah. You know, you're like Gerald, Gerald, Gerald Jacoby. Yeah. <laughs> Gerald Jacoby. <laughs> that's why that's the name I came up with. Gerald Jacoby, you are 15. You are 15 years old. All right, everybody, let's get to the dance floor. Ladies We're gonna do the Macarena. Let me, let me introduce Gerald Jacoby's favorite comedian, Andy Haynes. Hey, don't you guys <laughs> hate your homerooms? <laughs> That would be really cool, though, to do a kid's birthday party as a comedian. Like, I think, would you, you would probably enjoy that, right? Because it'd be a challenge, but you could definitely deliver. Yeah, I mean, I would probably, I feel like that's like doing a college now. The age difference feels about that. I'm 40. Yeah, I so. me too. Have you done a college lately? No, but before the pandemic, I used to do colleges often. And uh, they're all, like, what you don't think about is, like, we think, like, college. Mm-hmm. But College kids that go to comedy shows, if you're not like, I don't know, famous. Right. They're just the 18 year olds that didn't have anything to do that. Yeah. I think maybe don't trying to make some friends. Yeah. The last time I was like doing colleges regularly, I had just gotten divorced Mm -hmm. and I would just make all the kids sad. (laughs) (laughs) They'd be like, like, hey, so this is what divorce looks like, kids. Yeah. And their parents, they'd be like, my parents just got a divorce. I don't know if I could ever do a college again. I feel like it would take. I don't know. If, I mean, they pay you a lot, so. Yeah, I mean, that. I was never in that like suite because I've never. You really to do colleges, you're supposed to be pretty clean and. Yeah. Um, I opened for Joe Mandy once. At, I think it was like South Dakota State or something. Maybe it was someplace in Minnesota, and it was. Um, it was it wasn't that big of a show, but we got paid so much money. Yeah. It's insane how much money they paid. Like I was opening, and I got paid like five grand. Yeah, it's insane when you find out what people make um, that are just, like, kind of in that world already. Yeah. I remember hearing, like, at the height of the Daily Show, Jon Stewart would do, like, corporates. Like, he'd do, like, Apple's Christmas party. And it was, like, like $200,000 for a half Sounds about right. That's even cheap. Because there's people who do colleges who are not that huge who get, like, 100 grand. Yeah. If you do like a, an end of the year event for the college, like a big thing. We should get to that level. We should try to go back that direction. I think we should. I actually uh, told, I said out loud a, a while, like a year and a half ago, I said, um, as I was on tour, I said, I, I want to do more movies and TV. <laughs> That's what I said. My friend was like, it was Amy Miller. She was like, oh, do you? Do you want to do that? Yeah. I. Do you uh, want to do that? <laughs> I was on um, a road gig on Wednesday mm-hmm. and I like, got there way too early and it was like the town was nice but it wasn't like fun it's also not like nice weather right and uh i immediately was just like oh yeah i don't like the like because i've been working for six months at a football team football club in, in Are England. you serious yeah that's I what i've been doing that. the past six months yeah well you want to get your tea and yeah i was just waiting for a good opportunity okay. will you just yell yeah and I'm, just I'll gonna, I'm gonna talk i'm gonna just say what's well, a great mic by the way i just realized that mic is red but tea I'm a big tea fan myself, actually. You know what? I think if I drink tea, I'll have to pee for sure. Like, it'll just load me up. A lot of times I'll drink in the morning, I'll drink a a significant amount of tea. Like, I'll make about 25 ounces of tea, and I'll drink it all pretty fast, and then it's just at least 25 ounces, like a whole teapot, like two, two cups. 
black tea, maybe even 30 ounces, actually. Wow. I mean, it's, it's the teapot. I fill it up to the brim. And hey, I Rosebud, I'm the guest on the podcast, actually. <laughs> I, so. I actually love... I, I love this though. <laughs> that is the best compliment. No, it's the best compliment of all time. That's like the greatest compliment. You know that. You know that saying when, uh, like, the greatest compliment for an actor is if people walk in on your rehearsal because they think you're just talking. Oh yeah. And this is the same thing. It's like, like how could? It's so casual. How yeah. could they possibly be podcasting? They're so casual. No, just you. No, it's not. Sorry, it's great. This is like what they call texture in the sound world. I think it's this pretty casual, ambience. Rosie. It's super casual. This podcast is for my brother. <laughs> this, is <basically laughs> this is for my brother to shovel snow to. And what's uh, you're from Minnesota? Yeah. What's your brother's name? Jeff. Give Jeff? him a shout out. Hey, shout out, Jeff. Uh, thanks for doing. Is he doing his uh, driveway or probably his driveway? Walkway? Yeah, walkway. Does he go over to the folks' house and do theirs occasionally? No, because like the, the folks don't live th- nearby. Oh, yeah. where are they? Well, one of them is in, uh, actually, one of them doesn't have a driveway because it lives in an apartment. Okay. Like a condo. And one of them lives in Wisconsin. Wow. And so where yeah. does Jeff live? Minneapolis. In the city? Yeah, sort of north Minneapolis. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know, I, Not downtown. I used to spend a lot of time there because my ex-wife right. is yeah. from uh, the Wedge Okay, that's district. like that's a hardcore. That's the communist district. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, North Lake is that the street I'm thinking oh, of? Oh yeah, Lake is definitely. What's the bowling place that's uh, also Bryant Lake Bowl? Yeah, that place rocked. The best, absolutely great. I did first time I ever did shows coming back to Minnesota after doing shows in in L.A. I did shows there at Bryant Lake. Nice. It was wonderful. Yeah, I like Minneapolis. It's uh. We're from C- the West Coast. You're from Seattle, right? Yeah, Seattle okay. isn't like they call it the West Coast, but it doesn't have the same vibe. Right, it's kind of downer. Yeah, it's kind of downer. Yeah, seasonal depression, uh, grunge rock, and then grunge rock kind of went into like drugs. Well, and then it became like Death Cab and Modest oh, yeah. Mouse, and it's been ruined basically. Built to spill? No, built to spills from some place else, but like same kind of. It's the same thing. Music to be sad to, to be angsty. Right, but there's not as much angst now. I feel like it's more. It used to be angry and loud. Like you think about Nirvana, it's yeah, it's almost like metal. Well, because the part of Washington they're from is like just oof. There's nothing. It's, it's fucking like lumberjacks and failed, shit. Yeah, failed logging yeah. industry. Um, it makes Minneapolis look very, very nice, like New York almost. But there's lots of good jazz. In the West Coast. In Seattle specifically. Really? Yeah. Oh. I grew up around a lot of jazz musicians. Damn, I didn't know that. And, uh, like, you know, people came up. My Quincy Jones went to my high school. Oh, hell yeah. The Quincy Jones, the... Uh, the producer. Yeah, not Michael the Jackson. comedian. Right. Yeah. So, Rashida Jones' dad. Have you worked with Rashida Jones? Never. Should I have? Yeah, for sure. Have you worked with her? No. I bet she's very nice. She was she was pretty nice to me one time I met her with uh who's the guy that's like the lead singer of Vampire Weekend? Um oh you know, he's also a nepotism Ezra, baby. Ezra Ezra Keenig. Ezra something like that. Yeah, they're yeah. they're together. He's a Nepo kid too, right? Yeah. Not I don't not that that's bad. Are you Nepo? Um no, not technically. Not I'm Hollywood not, Nepo. Yeah, I'm not Hollywood. That's what kills me about that article. Rose Rosebud's a Nepo baby. Really? Yeah. Not Hollywood? Not through Hollywood, well, the that, deep state. That doesn't count then. Yeah, she's deep state. Nepo. That doesn't count actually. 
I don't think it does. Technically, were you in the article? No, she didn't make it because that was go. only for like show biz adjacent. That's what I'm saying. It yeah. doesn't count. I was thinking about that whole article. Her I think parents actually raised her to be a red sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're basically trapped in this relationship, right? You'll be killed if you try to extricate yourself. Rosebud was a honey trap. <laughs> she was a raised to be a, She was raised to be a honey trap. I mean, that's like in, in classical mythology. That is the purpose of a um, of having a daughter, right? So you can get that fucking dowry. I know. Well, I so was you don't get the dowry. That. You have to give the dowry. You right? used to get a bunch of cows and shit. Like it was like a, it was like a favor to the father to marry their daughter. But you give the father. You give. No, you don't give the father anything. The father gives the you fa- his daughter, and then he's like, "I'll sweeten the deal." Yeah, the father gives the husband, the, the suitor, the stuff. Yeah, so and the, the daughter. F- so what is, th- what do you get out of having a daughter then? Well, you take her on, right. and then you continue your bloodline, I guess, to some extent. I don't really know what the incentive was. Like, I've lived with women my whole life. I didn't find them to be that great of a burden. Yeah, I don't. I agree. Because like, like women don't eat hardly anything. They don't eat anything. Like I watched some TikTok of this old lady showing what she makes for dinner every night. And I'm thinking. It was like two Brussels sprouts. It was honestly, it was a fucking head of of broccoli (laughs) with a little bit of cheese that she steamed. And I'm thinking like, oh, she could survive a siege. No problem. Oh, yeah. My stepmom, the other day, she came up here. My my stepmom's like old school from kind of working class Midwestern family. Right. And me and Rose, Rosebud and I and my dad were all eating dinner at a steakhouse. And I swear to God, she had like four bites of dinner. Totally happy. I'm full. Yeah. Crazy. They uh, smokes a pack a day. Oh, there you go. Rock and roll, dude. Your mom does. Stepmom. Stepmom, I got it. No, my How mom's different. My mom's like a, she's like a bosomy brick shit house. You know, <laughs> she's always snacking. <laughs> this is she still lives in the West Coast. She lives in Seattle. Yeah. But we started talking about this stuff because we talked about you were in London for six months. Yeah, so I got a a, a very bizarre uh, gig. Mm-hmm. Some uh, crypto guys bought a lower league football club. Okay, in it's a great sentence, by the way. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's debatable, and um, they bought a they bought a lower league football club in um, south of London, and they asked me if I wanted to do social media stuff for them, and so I but, did um, that. Wait, what's South London like? In London, Gatwick. Or? Gatwick. So like a, a suburb. Okay. Yeah. They bought it and they asked you based upon they know you from know your comedy? No, they actually wanted uh, Ryan O'Flanagan. And then Ryan O'Flanagan? We have the same manager and my manager was like Andy actually. Is. He's that guy that does those like is uh he English? No, he's uh he's uh he's I, I I don't even think there's he's a American. Oh. He's the guy that does the dumb tourist videos. I don't know. Like he's like on Hollywood Boulevard and he's like Batman. Oh. You gotta be freaking kidding me! I don't think I, I know think him. you've seen him because it went have. viral. Okay. Yeah. But I don't know him. But they wanted him. And then my manager was, who also represents him, was like, "You don't." Andy want actually does Andy. football stuff, and so we had a little talk, and then I just kind of did it for six months, and then I didn't do it anymore. So you lived there for six months, no, on and off. But I did oh. have like a, a a flat that I shared with other people from the company. What was the longest t- amount of time you lived there? I think five weeks. That's great, though. Yeah. So did you like get really into the culture? 
yeah kind of in an annoying way like i'd come yeah. home sometimes and i'd be like ah oh, that was just the lads and <laughs> rose would be like the fuck are you Shut talking? the fuck up. Yeah. The lads, the mates. Yeah, you know, me and the lads are going out to spoons. Was it weird they don't drink? Proper tosser. Because um, it's a very al- it's a very alcohol driven culture, right? I always hear that, but it's like comics. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like there's always that kind of like you don't socialize as quickly in a way where because you don't have that like drunken banter stuff. Yeah. But I also feel like our age and the kind of people that we hang out with, it's not like I'm gonna go get wasted with yeah a bunch and you're of comfortable not being inebriated yeah and i mean i'm so i'm hanging out with athletes and mm-hmm. people that are like pretty serious about this football team and then i'm hanging out with comics and you know like i don't i don't really know a ton of comics besides being like stoners that like party you know yeah. they might have a couple drinks and there's the like occasional like thing you go to where everybody gets wasted right but i you know I don't I don't drink and uh it's never really been a huge problem other than one time Doug Stanhope said he didn't want me to open for him cuz really? I didn't drink but Doug then he let me Stanhope. open for him Yeah but he's such a party animal I'm, that makes sense to him cuz he would feel uncomfortable around someone who is Yeah I think he was kind of like why would I bring you yeah. cuz of just like all this stuff that look we're going to be doing and talking it's just and he's going to feel judged yeah, probably to some extent. I also am like, you know, I'm sober, sober, 12 steps sober. And I think a lot of people kind of are like, that's weird. You know? Really? Not normal people, but people that drink heavily oh. feel like you're like a spy or something. Yeah, I always think the people who are the weird ones are the ones who've never done anything. Oh, that's the creepiest thing. Yeah, it's okay to... We've had some evidence lately of people oh, who... Like who? I think I can say it. Dalia. Oh yeah, Delia. I think Cosby also really was a teetotaler. Well, the ultimate one is Trump. Yeah. And also, evidently, you know, this is crazy. Putin. I could see that. Yeah. Probably Hitler too. Probably Hitler too. Yeah. Although Hitler was, uh, if you watch uh, <laughs> the documentary that me and Rosebud fell asleep to the other night, was like a pillhead. Who Hitler? Yeah, he had all these like gastrointestinal problems and then pain sense. and chronic stress and anxiety but so was kennedy too yeah so he's just doing like speed in the morning and uh sedatives at night that's a bad roller coaster have you been on that roller coaster no but i knew people who i mean i have been on like many roller coasters like mike like i've done like maybe for two or three days cedar rapids yeah or cedar cedar Cedar, i think it's cedar rapids no what's that's a big one though the big one what's that one uh, I don't know. Well, the Cedar Rapids is the big one, right? It's in Michigan. No, it's, it's it is it's Ohio, and I think it crosses the border into another state. Oh, like one of that's one of their like claims to fame is one of their roller coasters. Is, is the laws states. are different, so they can make the coaster super extreme. <laughs> yeah, we've used the laws in two states to make a coaster so extreme it it barely breaks. Once it crosses over, it breaks the law in that state, and it comes back to break the law in the yeah, other actually, state. Yeah, actually, what the cool thing is is that you. Um, the age of consent is different <laughs> when you... When okay. You <laughs> when, the, when the green light flashes, you are allowed to finger your underage girlfriend without yeah, dude. <laughs> with impunity. Indiana rules. <laughs> oh, my God. Indiana is backwards as fuck. Indiana is truly the most, like... I hate Indiana. All the states, it is the... It's the one... I mean, Mississippi is obviously the worst, worst. Mississippi's terrible, terrible. They're, like, so bad. I don't know bad. if I agree with that. They have... On social problems, they're almost always dead last. Oh, yeah, but also, like, culturally, 
because it's right next to New Orleans. Yeah, it's also right by Alabama. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I so I've driven through it. And yeah. um, the, the thing I've always found about the South, where we kind of go up, like turn our nose up at them and we kind of make fun of their like. Well, I don't. You yeah, say we, I'm very elitist. I'm from Seattle. We kind of yeah, do see, that. My mom's like from Louisiana, so I like. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. We're going to be there for a couple weeks next week. Um, but people are just easier going, yeah. happier, f- more cordial. I, I always say that, though. I'm always like, it's kind of like I have this joke about how I feel like conservatives are like better hangs. They are, though. But that's I also real. say that as like a white dude. <laughs> like, I <get> Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's true. Uh, yeah, definitely. I was about to say the same thing. It's also in the South is that way. But I think even though that is the case, uh, it's still more likely that a Southerner will be, um, I don't agree with you. But I like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that, is, that is something I've like. Like I had a joke about how conservatives like they don't cancel people. Yeah. That's like a that's like a only liberal thing, and I, that's like something that a, like a southerner will do. They'll be like, I don't I don't like what you're saying, but uh, you can still come over for dinner. Yeah, you know? but well, it is dinner time and you're here, so I'm not going to kick you out. Yeah, and then but like Can't a liberal will be like, um, I'd like you to leave. Okay. Um, I we- don't feel comfortable serving you right now as. <laughs> Uh, it goes against something I believe, and my husband will be, hum- my partner will be home shortly, and he might feel differently. But I am enabled right now to make this decision, and I appreciate. While I appreciate your being here, I think it is untenable to continue this uh, arrangement. And um, I'd like to let you know that I will be unfollowing you across platforms, and good your number people. will be blocked. And um, it is because you said Oriental. And um, <laughs> you were talking about a rug, but it's still not appropriate. So you will be um, banned. Is he still the waiter? No. Nope. This, this? this is a host. This is a random encounter with a, a, a liberal person meeting someone who is. Are you going to work? Yeah. I thought you didn't have to be at work till nine. I don't. Well, actually, we have tables at five. So. 9 p.m.? 9 p.m. Wow, that's so late. Talking about talking about Lauren. I think right? she has a secret boyfriend. Hell yeah. Yeah, Lauren's my secret. <laughs> Lauren Michaels. Lauren Michaels and me. You know I've never been to a taping. You should come. I know I gotta go. Come tonight. What tomorrow night? Tomorrow. Yeah. Wow, that would be cool. Aubrey, are you friends with Aubrey? Aubrey who? Plaza. I don't know her personally. No. Well, you're friends with me. Right, but I know. I know at this point I know half the cast. <laughs> I don't, don't have like a show tomorrow night. <laughs> I could bring so Johnny. Okay. You know who I'm going to ask, actually? I'm going to ask Tim Meadows. Yeah, ask Tim Meadows. I'm going to ask Tim Meadows first. I'm going to ask, uh, I'm going to ask Joe Piscopo, my favorite cast member. Tim Meadows is my oldest get, and maybe Tim might be uh, pull a string for me. I'm going to ask Bobby Moynihan. Okay. Yeah. Take that. Thank you, Rosebud. We'll see See you tomorrow. See you, loser. I love you. We'll do. That's I'm down to go. I, I know. How long have you been married now? Two and a half years. Okay. It's we, a long time. We moved quick, but right. it was my uh, second marriage, and Rosebud is a very, you know, kind of knows what she wants type of gal. Because you guys are both sober, right? Both sober, both uh, kind of, I don't know, just live some life. Didn't Does really she do the 12-step thing too? Yeah. So that's like, that's gotta she's be like actually a thing. Way, she's more sober than I am. What's that mean? She's been sober longer. 
Okay. Like, <laughs> like uh, that's a thing. More no, sober. No, I mean, there's people that are like have I 30 years and they act like maniacs. Um, yeah, I think. Th- yeah, that's crazy to me. Like I heard, um, this is writer I like a lot named Jim Sullivan. Yeah. And he um, was, you know, big time drunk. Liked to drink up until he died, and he smoked a lot of cigarettes. Yeah. Great writer, and he was unapologetic about his about his. Uh, you know, consumption of wine and everything like that. Yeah. But also used to exercise like crazy. But he, just I heard him in an interview once describe George Bush, George W. Bush, as what he called a dry drunk. Yeah. What does that mean exactly? So, that's like a that's kind of actually relative to like what you were saying about wh- or when I was like she's more sober. Right. Um, like usually with people that have addiction problems, I'm gonna try to say this without like specifically saying the program because that's kind of uh verboten yeah but um it's like basically considered that like if you if you just abstain you're not really like fixing the problem because the problem is you and it's a lot about like wow this is okay that's huge really yeah well i I do like she's dry right now dogs like me good girl mousy do you have a friend um so it's just like the idea is that like you're just like basically like um it's like a spiritual malady and you're not Treating it, you're so you're acting out it for other things, or you're just being a prick, right? I think that's you what know? he was talking about. George W. Bush, like his actions were indicative of being a dry drunk because he was sober and he did have problem with alcohol, but now he's he said the way he's acting was is indicative of someone who is yeah hasn't hasn't fixed their problems even though they've stopped drinking. Yeah, I mean you see it a lot with people who like they'll quit drinking and then like you know a, like a big lifestyle change. Uh, they'll like change their hair, like a girl cut her hair yeah. off or tons of, um, exercise. tons of exercise or maybe they like get a bunch of ink right? or um, like there's a big one of like uh, fucking, you know, they'll just start fucking everything. Right, so they have like a sexual addiction. Then. Or they'll like, I was really bad with, I, I tried to do the dating thing, but I've never been like a, I'm, I'm not really like great at that. Like, yeah. Um, because I like too sensitive, so also I couldn't it be like terrible a, too. Yeah, it was never like a dick, a dick slinger. Okay. Um, but I did spend a lot of money I didn't ha- have. Oh really? So that's like a, also an addiction in a sense. Cause yeah. You're, you're getting I just a got thrill. credit cards. <laughs> I just started. I would just like go around the world. Really? Like travel? You spent time money on travel? Yeah, or like just on dumb shit. Buy like some right. piece of like equipment that I didn't have money for. Like yeah. what kind of equipment? I bought a 3D camera one time. Nice. It's completely unemployed. P- paying my, I was paying my, uh, my rent with cre- credit cards at that point. Ooh. Yeah. How long ago was that? 2017-ish. This was not 2016. long ago. Yeah. So like, I had worked as a TV writer and had some other work in there, and I just thought that was forever. But what I didn't realize was that like I had done a bad job, and okay. so <laughs> people didn't want to work with me anymore, and so I. I was just like, oh, the next job's around the corner. And mm-hmm. I thought about that. And I kept on spending money, like, oh, I'll just pay it off, you know? Yeah. And then, um, but that was also, like, around when I got sober and stuff. And it took a couple years of, like, fumbling in the dark to get my footing. We've only been sober since 2017? No, I got sober in 2014. Right, because so we hung out. When was that festival we did in Canada? Remember the one that got rained out? I was not sober for that, but that was... Uh, you were, though. You didn't drink. Yeah, but I smoked pot. Right, so you smoked a lot of weed. Yeah, that was like my last go. Okay. Was uh, I should have mentioned that in other addictions. I smoked pot like all day, every day. Yeah. Um, and that was 2013. F- and that's almost just as bad, right? 
it can be i mean it's hard it's i i feel like potheads have a harder go at like somebody like kind of realizing they have a problem because it's so acceptable to just yeah. be completely stoned and you're almost like a caricature like you get yeah it's funny it's funny and people mm-hmm. find you kind of like charming and like right you know like th- i had this whole idea that i was very bohemian you right. know like i smoked spliffs and i was like well i'm very i'm like this interesting guy <laughs> uh and then um I was extremely unhappy. So then I like, I, I had to kind of go like, oh wait, this is like, and I, I literally would wake up, I would smoke pot until I went to sleep. And Damn. Yeah. That's hard to kick though, isn't it? Yeah. Cause I mean, it's like, you know, it's, you can buy it in a store yeah. and you're not crashing your car right, or like, not being like a waking up with your friend's wife or whatever. You're blacking you know. out. Yeah. There's none of that. You're just, uh, you can't function. Well, you like can. You actually can. You but can? it's just okay. like a it's like a half life. You yeah, know? it has the brakes on. Like I would get I would be like, you know, I want to work on a project and I would half work on a project. And then I would like be like, oh, I should go to Target. And then I'd be like stoned at Target for like two and a half hours, you know. Yeah. God, it's, yeah. It's, it's, Try I mean, to figure out like how the new Swiffer ceiling fan cleaner worked. Just like sitting there reading the box. It is fascinating when you're high how. Much stuff is how interesting the most mundane things can be. Yeah. Like, I don't smoke hardly at all anymore. I, d- I, had, I had a part of an, a tiny bit of edible last night to help myself sleep. And it's the nice. first time I've been kind of high in so long. Like, this is really, f- this is so fun. Um, I also couldn't sleep. It's like it didn't help me sleep. It's the opposite. I mean, I definitely miss aspects of it. It, it, it helped me um, kind of like just immediately get to a place uh, like of silliness. And that's that's a, that's such a real thing, yeah. It helps you like kind of fuck, o- fuck around and not take things so seriously, it seems yeah. like. That was my favorite thing about mushrooms, too. But you quit. So we do, how long did you, when did you quit smoking weed then? October 6, 2014. So that was the last, that was when you started the 12-step thing? Mm-hmm. So it was right after Slide Island then, huh? Yeah, and I dabbled. I dabbled in... Um, in some other stuff, but uh, yeah, Sled Island was like around the end of it. That was a fun time. It, it was, was like it was like a fake. It was like a. It was almost like um, like a summer camp a total for summer disaster. Camp but you know what I mean. Like it was we got the most to like fun I've ever had experience. About. Like mm-hmm. I woke up and like the power was out. The alarms are going off. I've never had that. Like, so cool. And then they evacuated us, and they didn't evacuate the Canadians. That was the funniest. Right. Thing. They were cared like, about the Americans. The Americans, uh, we're going to take you to the airport, and the rest of you guys need to hang out in this derelict hotel. It was kind of a cool hotel, though. It was a cool it was really hotel. Cool. I have a, a, a soft spot for Calgary. I've, I've worked there a lot, mm-hmm. and um, they're, they're fun. Yeah, I would go back. It's like the Texas of Canada, right? That's what they yeah, say. Yeah, they've got a lot of oil. Biggest oil producer outside of the Middle East. Cowboy hats. Cowboy hats. Calgary Stampede. There were other people getting toe up when we were there too. I remember that. Big trucks. Another comedian who we know who was supposedly sober was also going nuts. Uh, you remember that? Yeah, I think I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, hold on. Yep. Uh, dude, I. Uh, he was going. He was going hard. <laughs> man. I, actually, I actually. Very hard and embarrassing hard. Yeah, like I actually like took him aside at the club. Oh, you did. And I was like, "Hey, are you okay?" And he yelled at me. He was oh. like, "Yeah, I'm fucking fine." <laughs> that like, sounds very much like something he would do. All right, I'm sorry. I was defensive. worried about you. Hold on one second. I'm gonna. Yep. Oh, I have it. I'm a little poison stick. Oh shit! Is that a vape? 
Nick Vape. Yeah. They're the greatest. I had to, I had one of those elf bars for about a week and a half last time I was here. They're so addictive. I had to throw it in the trash. Yeah, you got to. It's because of the the sugar component to it. Yeah. It's not the nicotine. It's the combination of it. It tastes like a little fucking candy. Oof, it's too good. And it's also just like you can just hold it and light it. It doesn't really hurt your throat or Does anything. that one have sugar? Oh, yeah. Okay, it does, yeah. This one is uh, like cinnamon toast crunch. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. I, didn't, I don't think it is. It makes sense. I, I There's so many people who I would never expect to vape who I see vaping. It's almost like ubiquitous at this point. Yeah, but it's still embarrassing because it's like I'm a man. I'm a 40-year-old man who like cares about serious things and then I like go into this like derelict store that sells candy for stoners and I'm mm-hmm. like do you guys have the cinnamon toast crunch because <laughs> yeah. I don't like all the flavors uh, you shouldn't you know which one's that one what the brand yeah milk bar milk bar see that right there it's got like a creamy flavor milk bar god I want to get one I want to get one but I, I think I probably w- I, I ordered get this it. actually online. you do a special yeah because it's like a special th- special product. They just don't sell it everywhere, mm. and it's like a, it's so good. <laughs> God damn! It's embarrassing. So that's the only thing. It's the only vice now, as far as like, like stimulants or whatever. Or um, I mean, I drink a lot of caffeine, right? And uh, I probably like I, I have a little bit of an ADD thing, so I think that's like one of my vices is like just like little flights of fancy. Flights of fancy. Like going and like being. Oh right. Just like pursuing some kind of little tidbit i thought you said Wait. flakes of fancy like fancy's a drug no yeah, flights. Just a little flake yeah just took a little, little wine little of fancy a little sliver of fans <laughs> you do fans do right oh yeah i'm a fans fancer oh, okay cool. i'm a vance fancer <laughs> have been have vance vance morrison have you ever um you don't just do mushrooms anymore at all i don't do them so many people i know who are sober it's like they do mushrooms so much it makes me think like we're talking about, like that's what I was thinking about is the whole dry drunk thing. Like if you're doing mushrooms twice a week, that's like, yeah. it's kind of like, you know, might as well be. I mean, I'm, I think like those people that are like actually microdose, like right. where they're not getting any kind of uh, euphoria. Yeah, it's purely. Like, that's a good, I, I believe in that. Right. If I could get a, like I think in Europe they have psilocybin based uh, mood stabilizer, antidepressants. Really? Yeah, I would totally do that. Yeah. But um, I I can't like I can't like pick little escapes anymore because I'll just it'll be you just my go down the rabbit hole with them take them to the furthest degree yeah as opposed to I mean I'll just them. be like this is like my new identity and yeah you know, I'll also be like sneaky if it just would be a bad look it brings I out like I think addicts it really brings out the worst sides of you you'll do so much uh kind of out of character and kind right. of stuff yeah. I feel like the, with the like I would, I would sell mouse probably to get psilocybin. To get one vape, I'd <laughs> sell you to get one vape mouse. I don't know if mouse would would be. I mean, mouse is wonderful, but the value of a dog is not really the same as the value of something on the street. I don't know what you'd you. You should see how high she can jump. Well, that's that's good. But what's that going to do for someone who's going to buy a dog? Well, maybe they got like a. Have you ever seen those dog jumping? Things. Oh yeah, Are you kidding me? Yeah, but she's not. She's not in that c- competition. She could be. Do they have a toy category for that? I bet they do. I don't know if they do. I've never seen it. I've watched a lot of. Yeah, I've dog watched a lot of dog jumping. Do you know about the one where it's the rally race with the ball? No. This is the ultimate. I think it's uh, so good that it needs to be. 
like fictionalized. There's um so there's two lanes and there's like three hurdles and there's um there's two there's two teams that go up against each other simultaneously. They run over the three hurdles. There's a there's like a like a backstop at the end, probably like 50 yards away. Yeah. That has a tennis ball loaded into like a little springboard. The dog jumps up on the springboard and it pops the ball out catches it in its mouth and runs back from where it came and right when it crosses the line back to its home base they release the next dog and there's four dogs that go down and back get the ball down and back and whoever whichever team does it fastest with the least number of faults is the winner and they do it three times in a row and it's the kind of thing where that's insane some of the names of the dogs and the names of the people who are doing this they seem like it's out of a Christopher Guest mockumentary. Mm, it seems of course. It cannot be real people. A guy who doesn't wear shoes, whose name is like Crystal Jason, and he has Crystal a dog, Jason. dog named like Thunderbuck. Wait, and do, do, do most of the teams all have one owner? You mm, know what I mean? That's like a leader, but it's all people. It's all like ladies and their retirement age ladies who are, you know, like to have cakes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they have cool footwear and they're all from like Philadelphia or Iowa yeah. or like Houston or just like weird little pockets of suburbia. Yeah. yeah. And they're Cincinnati. just Cincinnati. They're all about it. Yeah. Oh my god, it's the best. I just discovered it like a few months ago. I want to watch that. I uh I'm I'm always a fan of those like weird uh kind of like subculture competition right. things. Um I was there's a competition in um in Colombia, where you you throw, it's like their version of darts. This is a very different kind of competition because it doesn't really have a subculture. It's like a bar sport, but you throw like little packets of uh, gunpowder. It's like a really? explosive darts, basically. Sounds awesome. Sounds I very what Colombian. It's called. But yeah, it does sound very Colombian. Explosivo. So you've been uh, in lots of different countries recently, right? Yeah, man. It's been. Cr- Pretty crazy. How long ago were you in Namibia? For about two weeks, maybe. How long ago? Uh, it was in uh, the last uh, second half of September. Sick. Yeah, it was. It was the best. It was like really, because that's my second time in South Africa, so I kind of feel like I understand. I understand sort of the vibe there. Yeah. Now and it's so nice to go back to some place that you kind of, you're not feeling like the, a culture shock. You're more just looking forward to seeing the stuff that you like so much. Yeah, that's what I loved about London was like oh, I got to a yeah. point where like I didn't even like I could walk through customs and then just be like, all right, I'm going to go to this train and then I'm right. going to get off. I'm going to stop at this coffee shop. I'm going to go get these groceries mm-hmm. at this store. Like I kind of knew all my little spots and it wasn't like get my phone out and like. Yeah, I hate that so much about being someplace is the whole idea where you're just you feel like you're a chain to this map and you can't like ever get your bearings. You want to just relax and walk around and not have to think about like where you are and stuff like that. Well, my phone got stolen when I oh, was in right, London. That. Like my last weekend, my last time there. I got stolen by like like uh, the guy, the lead singer for Jamiroquai stole your phone with yeah. like a knife. He oh, did that. He was, <laughs> he was JK. D- like he was like running away from me, but mm-hmm. the floor kept on moving oh, in different directions. So it tricked I, you. Yeah, I was trying to run at him, but then my floor panel would go forward and his he would kind of like do like a usher dance to the side and then mm-hmm. his floor would go the other way. And eventually I just gave up. I was like, this is insane. What well, is a virtual insanity that we're living in? Yeah, the future. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, made of um, Exactly, virtual insanity. Technology 
Yeah. Always changing. Love that we have for useless drifting something technology. Yeah. And now there is no head. Mm -hmm. We all live underground. Yeah. And that's so that's what he was saying as he mm -hmm. ran away with my phone. <laughs> but uh no, it was like a guy just like he just drove rode by on his bike and I was watching the World Cup mm -hmm. on my phone while I was like walking to a show. Ooh. And then the phone was it was like literally there wasn't even give. Like he grabbed it so swiftly. It was gone. And it was just gone and but I had my AirPods in, so I was like hearing the game still. And uh it was just going farther away. Mm -hmm. And um then I was like, Wait, that's like every that's everything. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, especially in a foreign country. My cards, my emails. But you had And the phone was open. Oh, but can you keep it open? Yeah, to some extent. I think Can't you brick it once you get back to your laptop? I, yeah, you but I had to like I had to like rush to a yeah. place and do that. And he, they still did get I think they broke into my company's Discord. <sighs> something like that. Well, that's right. We know all about this soccer, this footy games here. All right, geezer. All right, you fucking geezer. Isn't geezer like a compliment in a way? It can be. It's a like geezer. Cunt. He's like a good cunt. Oh, he's, he's a, a right cunt here, he's isn't it? Right geezer. He's oh, a look right at that bloke. Right cunt. Um, I can't believe you haven't seen Staff Let's Flats. I don't know what that. Let me write it down. Staff Let's Flats. Yeah, it's uh, Jamie Demetrio. Oh, I don't even know. Is good like, name. Did you see Fleabag? Haven't yet. You haven't seen Fleabag? Nope. You know what? I actually like admire your like you're you're not like stuck in like the the Matrix. You're like actually out there living. I you're doing stuff. What do you mean? Like, that's stuck stuck in the Matrix of watching things that you feel like you're supposed to watch because yeah. people are talking about it. Yeah. I a lot of times can't watch something because of that. It will ruin it for me because I have people's voices in my head talking about it, and then I'll yeah I have just. I don't. I won't enjoy something unless I watch it right away mm -hmm. in a vacuum, or if I watch it later. If it's something that's kind of, if I'm just just behind people talking about it, and I watch it, I'll just think about. That's like I watched that yeah. movie the other night after I saw you. What I movie? Saw Living oh yeah, that's right. <coughs> with Bill Nighy, and I knew nobody was. It was like one of those like art house films that wasn't going to be like a A twenty four kind of like everybody you loves you it. Fucking suck. That shit's the. That's just the most bogus. It's all you have to know cool is A twenty four has a makeup line. That's all you have to know. They're well, they, a. They have fleeces. They do. Yeah, you can get like swag. That's total. That uh, that says so much about the fact that people aren't. Wholesale calling that out as bullshit is further proof that something like that is no substance and it's purely a well, brand. Well, it's like it's everything cool just becomes Urban Outfitters. It's like, it, do, do you watch a movie brought to you by, oh, pr produced by Patagonia? Why would you watch a movie produced by Patagonia? I mean, I actually have watched a lot of Patagonia produced like, nature like, films. Yeah, <laughs> that's different, I feel like. Yeah. Just the idea that their stuff is so trendy is so distaste so I mean ugh. a lot of times I like what they make but a lot of times I'm also like oh you're like you're just trying to like occupy a space 100%. or like you're giving this person like leeway artistically like there's no editorial Yeah you like them not the people who are producing it they just happen to have found someone who it's sort of like a like a broken clock is right twice a day sort of thing. Yeah, it's like um, what's his name, Ari Aster. I like most of what he's made. Yeah. Um, but like, th I don't really like. 
like every A24 film. I yeah. just know that also there's something with the A24 film where like you watch it and you're like, oh, I know I'm going to like feel uncomfortable later on. Like I'm going to have a stomach ache for no reason. Mm-hmm. Just like a, like a, just those movies that end where a guy's like pulling pieces of his skin off and you're something. like, oh God. I can't stand anything that feels statusy at all. That feels like it's, you know, it's like. Cool. Yeah, it bothers me so much that I I'm just out. I wish I, I could occupy that space. I think that's a really good thing to do. But I mean, you can. No, I I wish that I uh, innately did it. It's like effort yeah. for me because I will I will um, I think I high what's it called when you like put people in a hierarchy? I don't know. You um elevate someone. You like yeah, um, I elevate people, and then yeah. I kind of. I like I categorize people uh, oh. unconsciously, and I wish I did that, including with art, like you're saying. Like yeah. if something's cool, then it's like I'm. I'll look at something not cool. But I. But you're saying that you want to look at the cool thing. No, I'm saying I would like like to be guided more uh, purely and not by like by what you like and not by what is. Yeah, I suppose. But some of that also I think is just me wanting to um, just always hating things buck that the are, system yeah or sort of being like a like a like a punk i guess were you ever punk rock i wasn't like a hardcore punker but i did like a lot of that s- music and a lot of like the element of it and mm-hmm. just also went to catholic school i think that's a big part of it if you go to catholic school did you ever break shit you were like a vandal not really like a little bit but not like i don't know we used to do weird stuff to people's houses we would like you know, teepee houses and do weird stuff like... That's pure. I like that. Yeah, we do also would dump like 30 pounds of dog food in someone's yard. Or we like... um. That's fun. We burn words into people's lawns with bleach. That's crazy. Yeah. We did my, to my math teacher's house one time. What did you... What word? Tits. <laughs> <laughs> That's still kind of pure. I like it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was... Uh, it's some stuff that's... We also used to put shit in people's mailboxes... And or on their front door, so I guess we did do some bad stuff. Shit's pretty serious, Shit's but it's pretty still serious, kind of in the realm. We're not, it's not destroying property necessarily. I said uh, I never did shit. I was with people who did the shit. Yeah, I kind of I God, I can't believe we did that shit. Did some stuff, and then my friends became like full-on criminals, and I I kind of was like, oh, I don't want to go down this road. Yeah, it's not I good to be a crim. But I the one I think the worst thing I ever did besides maybe like car uh, prowled. Like just like would sneak out at night and like try oh. to like just find stuff and unlock cars. I was like thirteen. I would love to steal a car. It's too late for me. My friend, he uh, he, we were like car prowling, and my friend, uh, he like stabbed himself accidentally with an epipen. <laughs> oh my it was, like, fucking dark. god! What happened? He he felt pretty fucked up. It's like because it's like How adrenaline, was he? basically. I don't know, twelve or thirteen. Oh, so he could handle it. Yeah, yeah, but he, I think it felt a. like uh, I think it felt like a meth or something i've always yeah. thought about doing that recreationally but then there's a thing where oops you died you know i think I mean? it would kill us now i think so yeah i think it's pretty bad yeah but um, maybe if you uh train for it you could uh do it almost like doing like a ski jump or something where you're about to hit the epipen then you just run uh, you know you swim across the fucking east river or something like that yeah maybe maybe you could like uh calibrate it yeah. Like take a, take some aminos and stuff like that to kind of get your your system right. ready. Yeah. What were we saying about that show though? F- flat, Staff 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 flats. flats. It's just a really funny, like very absurd British, British show? show about a guy who's a Greek immigrant, 
and his dad and him and his sister and their kind of universe run this letting agency, like a real estate office. Mm -hmm. And um, he's just hilarious. Uh, you might recognize him. He's been in some other stuff. All the British shows are, to me, that's how I got into comedy. Yeah. Was watching... Did uh, you watch Red Dwarf? No. That was like from that's like original... That's sci-fi, right? Uh, comedy, sci-fi comedy. But it's very unique, isn't it? It's supposed to be? Um, I mean, it definitely like was like very British, 80s. Like all the, A lot of the jokes are like jokes that I shouldn't have got as a kid, but for some reason I loved it. Yeah, that's the show. And uh, his sister, uh, I don't know her real name, uh, the woman yeah. on the right mm -hmm. is in, uh, she's one of the main vampires on um, What We Do in Shadows. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I probably would like this. There's some show called And People Just Do Nothing. Yeah, yeah. My friend uh, Tiff Stevenson was in that. Oh, really? Yeah. Come with the American version or the British version? The British version. Yeah. I don't think they, did they make an American they version? They did. I was up for a role in the pilot. Yeah, I think it just got me into a pilot and didn't get produced. Yeah, I would have known about that one. And then you know? they tried to do this country. What's that? Um, it came out like last year, but it's another great British show just about like two losers that live in like a small northern town. And it's funny how it doesn't really translate. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the dumbest thing is that they like always try to translate it. Why yeah. not just put it on our TVs? Like, well, they do with Netflix, and we all love it. Right. And then they're like, well, let's redo it with, um, you know these other actors and kind yeah. of make it cleaner. And it's all because The Office was such a success. It was looked at as a blueprint instead of being an anomaly. Yeah. Which is definitely an anomaly. Because the American Office, once after the first season, it became its own thing, pretty much. Yeah, I don't know if there's another format from British TV that would work like that. Yeah, I was the first show I ever did was called Family Tools, before that, it was called um, Monkey Business. Before that, it was called Red Van Man because it was based on a show called White Van Man, which is a British show about like a handyman and his son. And it's just that same thing where why would you just not just make a new show that's sort of like this? You don't have to take... Yeah, because they really try to recreate it. Yeah. And it's like a lot of this stuff just doesn't, doesn't translate. Or there's no point in translating it because it becomes it's already so generic you don't need it to be, oh, it's based on this. It's like, oh, it's based on the idea that uh, families exist. <laughs> like, oh, it's based on the idea that sometimes people don't get along, and that's a show. It's happened before. We got a show, and it's like, um, it's about a guy, and he's married, and he has kids, and uh, he has a job. Oh, King of Queens? Oh, it's actually based on a British show called The Man Down Down Below the Stairs. Yeah, The Man so Downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> But they did say down below the stairs because yeah. it's British. Oh, the man downstairs, is it? Yeah, is it? Isn't All it? right, isn't it? Um, they do ask questions a lot. I, I don't understand that. And they only do it with British, really. You don't see them going like, we, there's this French TV that we right. just love. They do it with Israeli shows. They do what? Ask questions? Recreate them. Oh, right. That's true. Yeah. No, I was just saying British people, they'll end a sentence always with a... Is it? Is it? Isn't it? Isn't it? Oh, it's a right... A right. Right, fine, I write on Philly, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you I did a really good Jamaican accent. I haven't done it in a while, but I used to be able to do it pretty good. There's a guy on um, TikTok I was watching, this white guy, and he does like a perfect like patois. Is he Jamaican? No, which is like uh -huh. problematic. Is it though? I don't know. I mean, a Just lot of people your teeth, say yes. I don't know. I think the whole idea of stuff being problematic in that sense is... Ha is gonna go away because it's, it's like worrying about, 
the carpet in a house when there's a nuclear fallout about to happen. Yeah, also, I, I like what I've noticed a lot is it's problematic to people that are not that group. Yeah. It's like problematic to like our friends, but not the people like... Not I don't know a lot of Jamaican people that are like white people need to stop copying our accent. I have a used to have a Jamaican joke. I haven't told it in a long time. I think it just feels a little weird now. But I talk about how there's no Jamaicans in the world of Game of Thrones. Obviously, Game of Thrones is an older show, so it's yeah. not that interesting anymore. But how how everyone's represented in that show, but there's no Jamaicans. I basically do a Jamaican accent talking about. All the stuff like, just, what you know, this Iron Man, man, it's not badness, don't you know, this uh, <laughs> man yeah. called Jon Snow. What him doing, you know, just yeah. I do that. I did that one time. There was that Jamaican security guard who worked at the um, the Virgil. Yeah. He was like, he was so into it. Yeah. And I think about seeing someone at that same club a few years later talk about how you do Irish, you know, Mike goes, go, Mike going to Jamaican, and that's problematic. Really? I'm thinking, what the fuck? That's not true at all. Because it's oh, the other thing people don't realize is there's tons of every kind of person lives in Jamaica. Yeah, there's tons of white people in Jamaica. Not a ton, but, but there are like a lot of like Asian Chinese people. There's tons of like Chinese reggae producers, like yeah. Leslie, Leslie Kong, and who else is it? There's a couple. That was the coolest thing when I went to Belize because they have the similar patois. Big time, yeah. And I would like see like little white kids, and they're like, "What you doing down there?" Oh I my go. god. Uh, but my favorite thing yeah. I ever did was because I, I don't have as good of a uh, I can't do the accent as well as you. Mm -hmm. But this there was three or four Jamaican women in the audience at Gotham. And I said, I really love your accent. And then I said, do you think I can do it? And she said, you can try. And I was like, do you want me to try? And she was like, yes. And then I was like, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> and they loved it. Yeah, they thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. But I don't um, know. That, all that stuff is so, it's so tiresome, the idea that, like, like, oh, that's so bad what you're doing. Like, how is it bad, exactly? It just feels so, unim like, it feels so, like, we, what we were talking about earlier with, like, canceling people mm -hmm. and, like, all this stuff. Like, I don't, I'm not somebody who gives a shit about cancel culture. I don't really think anybody's been canceled. I think that people have, like, paid for crimes or inappropriate yeah. behavior. But, like, the idea of canceling, I think, is pretty, like, Pollyannish. It's, like, I don't know. It's l losers like uh, red herring or what do you call that? A uh, straw man. Uh, yeah. But I do think it's weird. Like when I see people get upset about things of that nature, when there's so much horrible shit. Oh yeah, of all uh, picking at that is is ridiculous. But they will they will say, I think that person would say, oh well, this is like the broken windows theory where. This is the beginning of something that allows other bad things to happen. I, and I don't think they're I don't think they're completely wrong in the sense that like but there's a big yeah. difference of like hate speech oh, versus yeah. like this is me doing that accent is not me like uh questioning the intelligence or it's you a know, compliment in a way because yeah. you are so interested in this thing that you've emulated it. So bizarre. Um, I think that people like that's like a post-capitalist kind of like ennui right. type of thing where people are just like, well, what what should I care post -capitalist about? Post-capitalist ennui. That's the name of the new podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you turn into post-capitalist ennui. I think everything is post-capitalist ennui. Hardcore. Like almost all of it is just like, w what is our like plight? And people just like find different things. Going back to this movie, uh, Living, mm -hmm. that I watched the other night after you. Uh, and I saw each other. Um, the whole point of it is this guy gets like a six-month diagnosis, 
and then at the end of it he or after the diagnosis he's just like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna go on and like try to spend these six months really really doing it mm-hmm. having a good time and i think that that's like kind of where we should be to some extent oh for sure it's so hard to remember that though yeah it was a good day i also had i'd forgotten to take my ssris so i was like pretty loopy really hit me in a deeper way do you have that's kind of isn't that crazy not to, not to uh to miss a dose right or is it build up take them for a long time well, it's different for other ones, but that mine are mine have a short half life, and so what's the half life? A day. Oh, so if you miss a day, you I'll really are back to it. zero. Not zero, but you're back to. But it's so extreme that it's not like Damn. it's not like I wouldn't know what it was. You know what I mean? Well, SSRs is what? What is the one of that? I know it stands for serotonin reuptake inhibitor. Yeah, but what is it? What are the drugs that are SSRs? Um. All of them except Wellbutrin. What about Paxil? Is Paxil SSRI? Yeah, that's an SSRI. Is uh, Prozac? Yeah. So all those the ones are... The old school. That's the, the first one, I think. Zoloft. Zoloft SSRI? Vimlifloxine. Um, so those are supposed to... What do they do exactly? Are they supposed to mellow you out? Or like... Well, so the whole thing is that most people with chemical imbalances uh their brain just digests uh their serotonin at too high of a speed and that's why you kind of get mania like right so like they'll feel good and then bad and then good and then bad. and um it's because their body just metabolizes it so quick and um, so it just it slows the metabolization of serotonin in your brain and serotonin is which one that's the one that makes you feel good yeah so serotonin's like after you take like a like go in the hot tub or after you go running? Is that, is I, those are endorphins, right? I don't know right? the difference between dopamine and serotonin. I just know that serotonin is good. Because dopamine so is reward. I think so dop- dopamine is like cigarettes. Dopamine is uh, well, I know gambling. All the, all the drugs that are like the microdose drugs, those are all serotonin-based drugs. Got it. They're Mushrooms, not acid, molly. They're not dopamine drugs. DMT. No, dopamine drugs are more like I Coke. think. Coke. Coke and... Uh, Weed. With cigarettes. Yeah. Those are all, yeah, those are all dopamine. You have serotonin and endorphins. I always forget this. Someone's listening, like, it's just, it's it's four things. There's a square. It's this, this, this. How it's so simple. How do you know this? It's your brother while he's yeah. cleaning the, the driveway. It probably actually is because he's studying to be a therapist. So he's like, oh, really? probably like one of the first things you learn is these are the f- four chemicals that make you either crazy, angry, or a killer, or like a, um, well, I can tell him that my um, attachment type is anxious. And What's that mean? Uh, attachment I'm type? I'm like afraid of, uh, like I'm, uh, I hang on to love and I, right. I'm i like worried about being left, I guess. Isn't that kind of normal though? You, I think everything's pretty normal, right? Yeah. Other than like, you know, full on insanity, which is pretty easy to pick up. But have but you read any of that guy? And then there's schizoid. You have okay. like personality types too. I have a schizoid personality. Which type means apparently. what? I don't know actually. I don't know that. Really? Much. I just know that's what my therapist says. Because there's like the uh, idea that you know the humans are not really ever supposed to be alone. Mm-hmm. So that we're fooling ourselves and thinking that yeah, it's okay to be isolated. That's been a new thing that I've done actually. Is isolate yourself or no? Not? The opposite, because I am an isolator. Like I my. My go-to is like do a show, come here. Rosebud's usually out either doing shows or at work, right? And I'll just like put on like you know, Scandinavian noir, and just oh wow, and that's just definitely yeah. Go in my phone 
and just kind of half watch depressing murder shows. Okay. But when I get uh, bummed out now, if I have like a dip, I, I'll make myself go sit with a bunch of comics. That's always a good thing for real. Yeah. It's so weird how much that, how fun that is. It's such like a, it's such like a camaraderie, I guess. I also like how most comics aren't, you don't really have the place to be like, I'm bummed. You know, like y- you could, your friends or something. Yeah. But everybody's just kind of like zero when they walk in. So you can just be silly. You don't yeah. have to like bring your day with you. You can joke around. Yeah. Somebody was telling me, I heard, twi- I heard it twice now, that all comics are sort of arti- basically so slightly autistic. I would, th- I would buy that. Yeah, it makes sense to me. They're, they're all sort of autistic. And so that's why all the things are the way they are, like in terms of. <laughs> like how this weird, weird like um, social things because it's just a bunch of autistic people trying to get along because everyone's autistic about something different and trying to. Well, I, I don't know if like because I don't think you can like you can't make yourself autistic right. through like behavioral stuff um, or like spectrumy like whatever you want to call it. But I do think that there's something about like I think I definitely have like a, a tend to disassociate. Mm-hmm. which I think is like a hallmark of kind of those kind of disorders. And I think that that lends itself to comedy because you look at things from the outside. Right. You're, just, you're observing it so you can have a, an interesting perspective. Yeah. Your stuff is so dry, too. You have like the... People ever say you're like Bob Newhart at all? No, but I like that. That would be like... That seems a like it's a, like a no-brainer. You I don't think people know who Bob Newhart is anymore. But he, Bob Newhart is so... He's like one of the most important comedy figures, right? I think so, especially for like our parents. Like a progenitor of... I've never heard that word, progenitor. I feel like he's a progenitor of a certain style of comedy that's really prevalent now. Yeah. But back then, it was... No one had ever done that. Yeah. Like the idea where you're... He has that phone call where you only hear one end of the conversation, and he's just so... Like slow yeah. and, and quiet. I definitely liked his vibe. Oh really. my god! He was like a he was like one of those like. There's something about people. I think one thing with comedy that's really interesting is that somebody can be a, a real asshole, in a way. Yeah. But if you know that they're being sincere, like that's just who they are. Then it's not as big a deal. You don't take it personally. Yep. You know, like because think about how many friends we have where people are like, "I hate him," and you're like. I don't love that guy, you know? Yeah, or you like him to watch. There's a lot of people I like to watch, but I wouldn't want to be friends with. Yeah. There's a lot of people who I am very good friends with who I really don't, and just don't truly enjoy yeah. their stage persona. I also have a lot of friends that I love, but I only can take them in small doses. Right. Like, I'm like, I love you, but it's a you're lot. very intense, and uh, you make me feel kind of gross after a couple hours. So. There's certain people who... My God, yeah, you get away from them. And you're like, oh, God, I got to like just be in a quiet... I got to take a bath. Yeah. You got a bath? I don't have one out right now. Uh, but I've been getting... At your house? Uh, yeah. I don't take baths. Never? I love a hot tub, but I don't take baths. What about a cold plunge? Love it. I go to the Russian-Turkish baths a lot. Here. How often? Every two weeks. I've never done it. You want to go? I'd be down because I, I started doing the cold plunge thing about a month ago. In L.A.? Yeah, I have a, a livestock tub in my backyard. Sick. I'm doing that. I fucking love it. It's the best. Well, this is like you go downstairs into this basement, mm-hmm. and there's a steam room, 
a wet sauna, a dry sauna, and then like a stone sauna. Okay. And it's all like super low tech. Like it's just, it's been there for a right. hundred years. Like if you go during the day, a lot of times when it's not co-ed, it's like you and a bunch of like old Hasidic guys. Nice. And like, it's, it's like my favorite place in New York. I, I really did decide to move back to New York when I went there. But there is cold. And then there's a big giant cold pool. Okay. It's really cold. Uh, freezing. Like nice. I, I, I only can stand for about a minute. A minute. Okay. Yeah, I've never broken really like the ninety second. Oh range. really? Yeah. Damn. Have you tried holding really still? Yeah, I've tried all the things. Okay. I, <laughs> I think I must have bad circulation because my hands and like limbs start to really hurt. They hurt. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. I would say that. But I feel like a million bucks. It's a good sign, because once you push past that, they'll just go numb. Really. Yeah, because w- they'll hurt for a little bit, and you just have to breathe slow and think about something else, or only think about that, and okay. y- and then you think about it being okay, and then they just stop hurting because they, they go numb. Do you know Andy Farnsworth? No. He's a comic. He, I think he would probably be... He lived here for a long time. Uh, I never knew him here, but then he moved to Salt Lake City and finished his master's degree, and then he moved to Denver and then back to Salt Lake City. I think he also lived in L.A. for a little bit. Really funny guy, um, but he has a cold plunge in his living room. Oh, really? Like he in did his one living of those, room? He did one of those, like... Uh, the nice ones. The coolers, like where you, like, turn oh, up. Oh, the uh, chest cooler. Yeah, he has a chest cooler that Damn. is a... Uh, it's got, like, a, a O2 sensor and all this it's shit very in dedicated. It. But I did it at his house. There's actually a video of me doing really? it. Really? Yeah. And it's, like, it felt good. I mean, I liked it a lot, mm-hmm. but it's also, it's... It's intense. It's really intense. It hurts, and afterwards you feel like you just got, like, in a fight or some, something was very extreme just happened to you. You know what's weird is I... So when I go and I do it at the Russian Turkish baths, I'm pretty useless for the rest of the day. I feel very invigorated. I feel very good. You feel blasted. Like I can't go and do like a bunch of comedy. Yeah. I kind of have to like eat a meal and then like call it like a cozy night. Hmm. I try to like not do comedy after it. I kind of feel that way sometimes when I do the cold thing. I feel like it really takes it out of me. Yeah. Like I'm spending the next three hours trying to get warm. (laughs) Oh, it's that cold. Yeah, it'll be, but it'll... Because you don't just like jump into like a hot thing. You're just no, in your I'll yard. Like, yeah, I'll get out. I'll towel off and I'll walk around. Maybe I'll eat, drink some coffee or tea inside. And then I'll go take like a lukewarm shower like 15 minutes later. Yeah. And and then I'm still, I'm pretty cold. Do you fill it with ice? I fill it with um, as much ice as I can. But it's, it's probably like 45 degrees. So it's not super cold. Yeah. Do you... Uh, do you, does your wife do it? No, she would never do it. I keep trying to get her to do it. She's like, "Fuck you." She's like, "I would, I can't do it." Yeah, like, Rose well, you can. The same way. You can definitely do it. She's like, "I would never do that." I might be able to, like, if we were like, on like a trip to Iceland or yeah. something. Yeah, she might do it, like, in or that. like at a spa maybe that had it. Yeah, a nice spa. Right. She won't go to these ones with me. Because Britt did it one time. We went to this uh, at a hotel spa in, in Hawaii that had it in the women's. There's women's and men's. We both yeah. need massages and stuff. They have a little cold plunge in there. And she did the, the cycle where you go in the steam room for a minute and you go in the cold plunge for uh-huh. a minute. You go back in the steam room. And she did She did it. And she said she was able to stand there for almost a full minute. It's hard. And then I'll do it at uh, Wee Spa, too, when, okay. I, when I go to Man, I've never LA. been to any of these places. Wee Spa? You've never been to never Wee Spa? never been, yeah. I wanted to do a thing at Wee Spa that I... I had a while where I was like really trying to like kind of create like a YouTube presence. 
um, without like doing it. I just like was like planning it. Okay. And one of the things I did, which I actually filmed, was I went to Iceland for 12 hours. Really? How'd you do that? Like I just flew to Iceland and right? then I got back on a plane home. Wasn't that exhausting? It was horrible. Okay. But it was like, that's... <laughs> it was yes, the, it was horrible. The uh, joke was that I was like a travel vlogger. Okay. And then I got a callback for a commercial, so that's I had to funny. go home. And so I just did like a random, like very quick tour of Reykjavik and then went home. Um, I actually did see the Northern Lights on that trip, though, so Ooh. it kind of made the whole thing worth it. But um, the other one I wanted to do was We Spa has a monthly membership at $600. That's kind of a lot. But it's open 24 hours. So you can live there. Yeah. And I was going to not leave Wee Spa for a month. Oh, my God. They have food there? Yeah. That seems like it would be a hell. They also have sleeping rooms. They do? They have these big rooms that you can just sleep in. Like you get a little mat and you get a little blanket. Could you do this, you think? I was thinking about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I actually talked to them about it. I was like, would you guys kick me out? And they were like, if you aren't like... Disturbing. Disturbing. You're not allowed to like bring extra stuff in, but like we can't, you know. What about your phone? Yeah, you're allowed to your phone. You can phone, computer, things like that. But I couldn't like have like clothes. Yeah. You know. Man. Do you want to do it now? I do not. (laughs) That sounds like hell. Do you think I should do it? I think if you can, you should. All right. I'll see if Rosie will let me. I'm the kind of person who, if I'm staying in a hotel... Like right now, I'm staying in this hotel, and it's driving me crazy because I can't just immediately go outside when I wake up. Yeah. I can't, like, I have to, like, see people. I have to put shoes on. Just stuff like that. It drives me crazy. That's why I think I can never live in New York. It's just the whole idea of if I did live in New York, I would be living, trying to replicate California in New York if I did. Yeah, I mean, I want, because that's a little bit more my speed. I've been wanting to move up the river a little. You should, yeah. And, uh... Rosie's coming along just because it's like where we can actually afford a house. And it's it's just chill. Yeah. It's way more chill. And I get to take the train. I really like the idea of commuting on yeah. a train. Like do a lot more reading. Right. Um but yeah, I like that too. Um I see I used to love the idea. Remember that movie Beginners? I don't think I saw it. <laughs> It it was really good. It? it was a Mike Mills movie from like 2013, oh. 14. Ewan McGregor, Christopher Plummer. Definitely didn't um, see it. That French actress from Inglorious Bastards. I can't think of her name. Oh, yeah. The one with the, the blonde hair. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, it's like a kind of a, a, a twee. Uh, oh, it's, it's twee. I'm out. It's not that twee. But, but I know it is. It's just enough twee where I'm like, ah. I see that. There's like a whole side story that's like really beautiful about mm-hmm. the dad comes out after the mom dies. That's and twee. He that's twee. Is it? Anything, up, if you say the word side story and you say dad, immediately that is twee, I think. It's definitely in that realm of like right? when like, you know, n- nothing Wes Anderson did could be like ever criticized. It was all like gold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is... Um, he, the girl in it, um, I think her name is Melanie Laurent, maybe, um, in the actress. But uh, she lives in a hotel, like a nice hotel in yeah. L.A. And it's like a fancy old hotel, mm-hmm. and she like smokes in her hotel room and stuff. And that, to me, was like, I was always like, that'd be so cool. But now I think about it, like, because I've lived in hotels, like, doing the road, mm-hmm. and it gets a little bad. Yeah, anything where you're isolated and by yourself is not good. That's what I think about the road is... I don't think I could ever... I think at this point, I don't know if I could really, really do... I mean, I could do whatever I had to do, obviously, but 
I would not want to do serious. It'd be fun to be like like a road big dog. a big star road dog where you're like staying in like penthouse suites. But then you bring like your your all your friends with you to open with you for you. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's, that's like different. Would be to great, me. you know. Yeah, yeah, I've never been near that's there. That's not the road though. The closest I've ever been to that is randomly when I signed with an agency. My second agency, they were like, "Oh, we got a gig opening for Leslie Jones," and I was like, "Oh, cool." And She's not that big. She was at this point. This oh, was really? like Ghostbusters, but she was doing a casino in Oklahoma. Okay. And so they like it was the Hard Rock Casino on the on the Cherokee Nation, and they got uh, a lot of money. Despite. They got a lot of money, and it was a five thousand person theater. It's like a big old theater. Mm-hmm. Um, but they put me in the same room that she got too. Like we it's both sweet. got. It was beyond that. There was three hot tubs in it. No way. Yeah. But okay. it was just me. Yeah. But that's the closest I've ever gotten. Like I walked in, like right when you opened the doors, it was like this rotunda with a hot tub in the middle. And I was like, is this my room? I think I even called them. I was like, Are, am I in the right room? Am I sharing this with somebody? It had multiple bedrooms. Oh, I see. I would never in a million years ask that question. Yeah. I would be like, if this is my wrong room, you can't, you're not going to get me out of it now. It's too late. I do do a lot of stuff like that where like I will, I, I am a scammer. Okay. Like I used to when I was a kid and I was a ski bum. We you used were a to ski do, bum. Yeah, for a long I didn't time. I know that. Yeah, like, where? Uh, like in Rainier. Uh, well, Rainier is like a national park. There's no skiing okay. there. Okay, well, there must be ma- there's mountains. Yeah, but uh, there was a mountain called Alpental that was my home base, and mm-hmm. I would go to Whistler a lot and Mount Baker, and then I lived in Tahoe for two years. But when we were in high school and we would like just drive somewhere, our thing was we would go to a hotel at night, like we were guests, and we would just walk in. And we would find like their conference room. Oh, really? Like at crash? Yeah, and just sleep in the conference room. Oh my god, that's so cool. And then when somebody would wake us up, we'd be like, "Oh, our bad." That stuff is done. All that stuff is done. Like I just watched Casino again the other night at that theater in Manhattan, the Metrograph. Yeah, yeah. And they're talking about you've seen that movie, right? The Scorsese. Yeah, yeah. You know how at the end he's talking about all how the the hotels got torn down, they got replaced. That cinema is kind of old, but it's only become more so where there's so many things that there's no room for like a a human element. Everything's like locked down. Key card. Everything is just, there's no, you can't do that anymore. You couldn't do it. Yeah, I'm doing like a bunch of gigs in Europe this next Mm -hmm. uh, month. Is it different there? What is it? Do you think it's different there? No, I was actually. I mean, they're to some extent they they've like held on to a lot more. Like they definitely like have a thing about like humanity. Yeah, which they hold on to, which I like. Me too. But love it. I'm trying to do it on like a budget because I can't. I'm gonna be gone for like 20 days, Damn. and I can't get a hotel. Like it would just be so much money to stay in hotels every night. Yeah, for 20 days. So uh, I was like looking at discount options, and there's like all over Europe these uh oh, yeah. um compartment hotels are like huge which is like the answer to this it's like oh well you can't afford like you can't afford it but like you still need to come so just like sleep in this cubby mm-hmm. and it's like very like they really do have a ton of like, super budget options for stuff there i also like uh kind of those sometimes because you meet people you mm-hmm. get a little bit more it's like, like a hostel yeah so you're going for 25 days, you said? 20 days. What are you doing? Like, what shows? What's I'm going to go to uh, England, see some football, say hi to some friends. But you have a bunch of... How many shows do you have booked? Uh, uh, 12, maybe? 12 shows? So how long has this been uh, planned? How long ago did you put it together? December? What's it called? 
I don't have like a tour. The Andy Because I'm, I'm just going to London and I'm going to do like my regular spots. Oh, okay. Like, like I would like if I was a local. Is it, I, like, I've never done stand up there. Is it great? Yeah, it's awesome. And they definitely have like a lot more room for creativity. God, I got to do that. I and was going to do that right before the pandemic. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, um, most what most Americans do is they do a week at the Soho Theater. And that's right. like a little bit more lucrative. And But I... I just do spots around town. Okay. So I like find a place to stay, either crash with a friend or get a room. And then um, I'll just, I, I mean, I had a, my own apartment for like a couple months. Right. So that was really easy. But um, so I'll do a couple shows in London and then I actually have a run in Switzerland. I'm going to do Zurich. Oh, hell yeah. Basel, Bern, Geneva. Have you been there before? Uh, no. Oh my God. That's going to be. I'm going to spend three days that's in great. Chamonix. Where's that? It's the French Alps. Okay. And then I'm going to uh, go to Eastern Europe. Nice. Well, I'm going to go back to London and to Eastern Europe. You go to Eastern Europe to do shows? Yeah. Where in Eastern Europe? Poland. Wow. Uh, actually, Germany, too. Yeah. And then maybe down to Hungary. I'm not sure. I'm still so working out. So how did you put all these shows together? It seems like it's so daunting to me to do. Oh, uh, you just get like a contact and they're pretty like, they're Damn. pretty cool. That's cool. The shows are bad, though. Oh. <clears throat> uh, all the shows are just the ones in Eastern Europe. A lot of shows are bad in Europe because they're translating. Like, yeah. There's better places like Germany is great. Um, France has a pretty healthy expat. Scandinavia is okay, but like their sensibility is also such that they like a lot of times like you'll tell a joke that would get a big laugh and they'll just applaud. Oh, okay. it feels very weird. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not saying like I'm not the type of person where I'm like they should have been laughing, you know, like. Sometimes it's just it just doesn't work, right? Like the, but a lot of times what it is is the delay of just them translating. It makes sense, yeah. Especially if a certain type of comedy. I don't know. I wonder if how I would do. I've done shows in in Bahrain and like a bunch of the stuff in the Middle East, but those are all for expats living there. So it wasn't English, but it was a really mixed crowd, and they were all terrible shows. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's because the crowd is not cohesive. Did they what pay you crazy amounts? For um, those? pretty good for this was a while ago. Yeah. So for me, it was a lot of money. Also, just the chance to get flown over to there and yeah. see all that for free. I've seen a lot of people do those shows. I mean, I feel like that it's just okay. sounds like a casino show. It is like definitely like a casino show. You like think it's kind of thing where there's a comedy cellar in Las Vegas, and yeah. uh, it's never really had a set where I was like, this feels like what I like doing. Yeah, it's not good. Definitely not good. Because it's just like you're saying, it's like two. All of Las Vegas is pretty bad, and all of casinos are pretty bad because it's people. I'm sure it's the same thing if you like play the Atlantis in the Bahamas. There's a comedy zone there, or like any kind of resort comedy cruise ship. It's like people, they they all have the, they're just there. They're there, or they're they're taking a break from gambling because they spent a lot of money, and so they're kind of going to this event that's been comped. Usually, mm -hmm. a lot of times their the yeah. shows are free for people who are staying there and they're just going so they're not really excited about seeing you they're just excited about eating up some time yeah which is the worst yeah yeah it's a it's not ideal it's like yeah. anytime i like i that's what i was saying the other day about the road is like i did that gig and that actually was like a really fun gig there's this gig it's manchester new hampshire it's called the ruby room it's like a small room it was really fun mm -hmm. um, good audience but like so often I go somewhere and uh, I'm just doing it because there's money and yeah. like maybe I have like two weekends back to back. So I'm going to put together like literally the space in between. Oh, got it. Yeah. Like just so, you can so I'll go from like 
Minneapolis to Chicago. So I'll play like Eau Claire and Madison yeah. and Milwaukee. But just so often it's just it's just a bummer because you're like comedy is the only genre of entertainment where people don't it's changing. But where like for a very long time, people were like, we're going to go see comedy, which is literally the same as going like we're going to go see music. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't really work. That I don't like that version of it, especially I don't like it because I feel like if, I, if people don't know me, I have I have a lot of work to do to make them think that I am at all a person to be trusted <laughs> yeah the trust thing is hard <laughs> i think that's a huge thing the trust thing yeah if you're like a six five dude with a deep voice it's different yeah and if you sound like me and you know it's like who the fuck is this okay who's this guy i think i'm similar because i'm like i kind of have a dry but i i look a lo- I, I, feel, I feel like people think if when i talked i would be the six foot five deep voice guy and then I'm like, I'm sad. And they're like, okay, what? But like, you do have that the Bob Newhart style of, of dry confidence where I think that would work. I've gotten there. Yeah. But for a long time, they were like, you know, I think I tried to be so many different things. And they were like, what are you? You know? You got you to gotta figure out what you are, man. You really do. We like you, but you got to just, you know, you got to like, do you like soccer or football? Which is it? Shit, man. I mean, you know, I, I was a very diehard, uh, I said football for a long time. You know, I said football, and I would say not American football, 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 you know. And um, then I was talking to a buddy, because I'd, I'd gone in on these soccer mm, people. Mm, and mm. during the World Cup, I said, it's not called soccer. And then my friend, he's he's actually from over there. He's from London. And uh, he goes, you know, soccer is a British word. Oh, really? Yeah, it comes from association football. Oh, shit. It's just soccer, association, or whatever. I don't know how they said it. I don't know how they got there, but I felt like you know I kind of had to. I kind of had to you know eat eat crow so to speak. (laughs) Yeah, I love eating crow. (laughs) It's delicious. Do you ever think that because your name ends in a Y that that's a thing? Oh, big time! Isn't that fun? I just noticed that kind of recently. I'm thinking there's something about if your name ends in a Y. I think it's good. But it's also like I'd, be a, like I'd be a good. different person. Like if you were an Andrew, if I was an Andrew, yeah. I mean, think about what's his name, Andrew Tate. Is that the guy? I'd be Andrew Tate. But he's not Andy. He's Andrew. I mean, he wouldn't be Andy. Never. You could never sex traffic as an Andy. I don't think you can. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't take people with a Y or an IE ending of their name is seriously. I know. But I think it's good. Well, I think it's a benefit to silliness and yeah. like kind of brevity. But Donnie, Johnny, Andy, Mikey, Mikey especially, Mikey, Mikey, Billy. You know what I was thinking about the other day is I haven't Ronnie. Met, I haven't met an adult Tyler in a long time. Okay, they're out there. You know an adult Tyler? I do. Not not uh, very old an adult, but technically an adult. Like yeah. I've never met a fifty year old Tyler. Yeah, that's that <laughs> thing where they're just there's. Well, you know what's really strange? On my block in Burbank, every man I meet, who are almost all over um, 50, they're yeah. all like retirement age, except for my neighbor, they all have a windy name. Really? There's an Andy. There's like a Rusty. There's a... Um, Rusty's a good one. There's like a, something, there's like a Ronnie. There's all these windy names. And it's, I've met like five dudes who live on the block. I've, you know, been walking... Oh, like like your car, man. How you doing? We live down there, you know. Just just small mm-hmm. chat, small small talk, neighborhood thing, and they're all with a Y ending name. It's so weird to me. 
but they're all like very friendly guys, kind of mellow. This is Burbank, you know. Burbank's about as yeah, just chill suburban as it gets. Bill Burbank is like almost like if a classic car show could be oh. could be a, a city. On my block, there are three dudes who have classic cars. Yeah, like cherry fucking cars. Yeah, just the most beautiful Bronco you've ever seen. One of those little BMWs, those i threes or the kind three thirty i. Yeah, a little kind of with yeah. the raked front end. Yeah, yeah. Oof, just like fucking cherry. Yeah. And there's an also, my neighbor used to have one of those BMWs too, his cherry, it was in his garage. And there's a guy who has like this cherry ass yellow 74 Mercedes. You know what I love about your neighborhood? Our, the, our friend, our mutual friend that lives on your same street. Oh, right, yes. Down there. Mm-hmm. Is there's like people with horses? Oh yeah, and um, the horse thing is crazy. The horse thing is so funny because I don't know if you've ever clocked this, but if, if you're driving on Riverside, oh I've I know I'm talking about that the signals that are up high, the buttons, yeah, the, the buttons the are walk horse signal level. is a horse level. It's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> you can press the walk button mm-hmm. from a horseback. I love that. It's really the kind of thing where the city was built around them and not the other way around. Yeah, it's so old. I love that part of Burbank. It's the best. It's yeah. really great. There's a, what I did when I used to house sit for that mutual friend mm-hmm. is I would walk over to the horse stables and feed the horses and I just hang out with the horses. I'd like pet horses. They, it's so funny because like nobody will ever be like, what are you doing here? You can just walk up. Really? Yeah. You can just walk into the stables wow. and just be like, is this your horse? And they'll be like, yeah, that's champion. And you're like, all right, well, can I just pet him? And they're like, if he'll let you, you know, like that's how horse that's people funny. are. They're just, well, yeah, that's Andy. Yeah. <laughs> That's Andy, everybody. Meanwhile, I don't realize to them I do seem like this kind of Asperger's kid that they're just like, yeah, let him, <laughs> just let him pet the horses. Maybe that's why. You seem like a killer or something yeah. like that to them. They're like, they're like uh, let him pet the, oh, ho- petting the horse. <laughs> Stone face petting the horse. Have you pet a horse? I pet a horse, man. I've ridden a horse. Have you ever, um, have you ever, uh, my favorite fucking thing with a horse is feeding it open palm. Mm-hmm. They got the softest lips. I love it. I like any kind of animal thing at all. I'm always, any animal interaction whatsoever, always in. 100%. I used to think I didn't like some animals. Like, I was like, oh, I'm not really like a fan of like lizards, reptiles. Yeah. And then I took care of that mutual friend had... Um, Snake? Horny toads. Okay, that's and pretty cool. They they have like suction cups on their fingers. And when so when you hold them, they like, they like suction your fingers. I didn't know that. And it was like, oh, this guy likes me. He yeah. feels safe. And so now I got my little lizard buddy. Snakes, I'm not. I'm still not a huge fan I of. I love them. You do? I don't love them like cuddly. I just think they're really interesting. They're so fascinating. And they're just... Um, I'm just always afraid they're going to climb up my urethra. Yeah, that that's never happened. No. Yeah, you're right. I think it's literally never <laughs> happened. So <laughs> you're probably either going to be the first or... The, uh, or the last. Or, yeah, or, or never. Or never, yeah. What uh, what would you say your go-to animal is? I know mine, always. Dude, I don't know. I don't have a go-to. I mean, obviously I love dogs, but I really don't think that dogs are animals anymore because we've co-evolved with them so much. Yeah, I mean, they share human interests. She's like my buddy. They really are. I talk to her. They share all the interests of humans. Yeah. Everything about our lives. Although she doesn't give a fuck about a screen. A screen door, you mean? No, like a TV or an iPhone. Oh, she doesn't. If I put. If oh. we're traveling and I put Rosebud on the phone, she doesn't acknowledge the phone. That's true, but will she ever watch TV? Uh, if there's a dog there or something go. on there, yeah. That's real. Like if the dogs are barking, she's kind of like... Especially now with like the TVs are so good. Yeah. Uh, did you watch Avatar? The, the new way one? Of water? The new one. Yeah. No. 
I didn't expect you to. Most people I actually do want to watch it. But there's like people who can talk to animals, which is kind of cool. The Navi, how they can talk to animals? Only these whales, the Taruk. Okay. And they can like do sign language. And then for some reason, it's weird because they have to do sign language to the whales. But the whales are just like. And they understand it. And they're like, yeah, that is crazy. I guess because they don't have the ability to make those specific sounds. It's like a technical issue. That'd be a funny SNL sketch. Tell Rosebud. It's just like a big whale eye. And a guy's like, man, I'm telling you, it's like, you know, crazy. And then the guy's like. See, she she came. Mouse came over. You want to see one one mouse trick? Sounds good. Put your mic away or your microphone a little bit away. Do the howl or just the bark? The problem is, is she thinks barking is the key, but if there's an ambulance, she'll sing oh, she'll for do. it. Right, I get that. We have uh, husky She's neighbors. got a really beautiful singing voice. Beautiful. She can actually match pitch with the ambulance. It's pretty impressive. That's amazing. Yeah. I'd love to hear it kind of go out of phase a bit and then come back in. Yeah. She can kind of do that like... It's just like little the Brian Eno of dogs. Yeah. Yeah. She's a genius. What is your uh, special she call? She pissed again? into my jacket yesterday. That was kind oh, of cool. Non-genius. That's a sign of love, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. She pissed down like I I set oh, up. Oh, you were holding her? No, I have my brand new uh, puffy jacket, like uh-huh. a big, big, thick puffy jacket because I was going up to New Hampshire, and I put it on the car seat to make a bed for her. Yeah. And um, she, uh, I left her in the car for a minute while I went, and she. She must have been, I, I guess I hadn't taken her out recently. She's enough. with child. Um, and I, sh- I came up to the window. I was like, hi, Mousy. And she just peed directly into the coat. But the way it was like laid on the seat, it just ended up going right down the sleeve. Oh, nice. So, so what did you do? Throw away the coat? <laughs> no, the coat's at the laundromat <laughs> or the dry cleaners. But it got peed on a lot. You, you really peed. It well, was now crazy. she can smell it. She'll be able to smell it forever. She probably can smell your dog. Probably. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's on me. It's a deep on me. I never washed this shirt because it's wool. So, um, I, I have to pee really quick. Okay. Can we, we should just we should just co- we've gone long enough. Okay. Cool. What's your name? of your special? The coward of Gramercy. The coward of Gramercy, Andy Haynes. Thanks for being here. I did ask you everything. You asked me everything. I did ask you everything. I, I thought about asking you. Okay. Cool. Bye. Bye.